spending the week in the Octagon House in Circleville. He's live streaming it. Millions of followers on TikTok. This dude's famous. He's been in articles in all the major papers. And we actually had callers who's worked with this guy. This guy is about as legit as it comes. So let's talk to him. Find out what's going on in the Octagon House in Circleville this week. Kalani, how are you, Hi, sir? Hi, Kalani. Welcome. Doing good. Just hanging out in the Octagon House. Uh, we've got a couple days left, but it's it's been a it's been a eventful time here at the Octagon House, to say the least. Are you truly <laughs> alone in the house? Because I know you have a team you work with. You that you can't you know you need other people. Are you sleep when you go to sleep? Are you truly alone in the house, or are there others? No, I so I'm truly alone. Um, now I have slotted during the week. I had a couple guests that come and investigate with me a few of the nights. Yeah. Um, but every time that I go to sleep at night, I'm I'm alone in the house, and during the daytime, I'm alone in the house. Um, so the majority of this time I've, I've spent here has been just me in the home. How has it been? Has it been creepy? What's Are the you verdict? Hearing things? Yeah. What's going on? We we've had some really good activity here, um, and this. I've streamed from places all over the U.S. and, and Ohio and Pennsylvania, probably where I spend a lot of most of my time. I mean, um, normally though, you're talking maybe a one night or two night event, but this is the first time I've ever done a a week long straight stream. Which it's it's been it's been an adjustment, um, and and it almost seems like the more comfortable the haunt gets with you. It's almost like it's almost like it's willing to open up a little bit more. So it seems like every night the activity's kind of picked up a little, and it's gotten a little bit more comfortable with me. And then the night that uh, we had the police coming in, it kind of it almost like went silent that night. It was it was very weird, kind of how it played out. But we've had some pretty good activity in here. I say we because every time I'm streaming, I, I think of all the people watching. But um, yeah, people think I'm, people think I'm crazy. So, in fairness, do you ever go to a home to spend the night and do your live stream on TikTok? And you don't. Do you ever walk out and go, there's nothing in there? We had zero. I mean, that, that doesn't do well for your, your, I don't know if ratings is the right word, but do you ever go into a place that's supposed to be and you, you're just honest and go, no, there was nothing? Yeah, and I think that's why I've, I've kind of exploded at the rate that I have is because, you know, some nights, if there's nothing happening, you know, I don't make anything happen. Okay. Um, I think that's what's kind of helped me grow as, as, a, as a creator and somebody in this field is, you know, people can trust that what they're seeing is, is the truth and that I'm not going to add something into the environment for, because I don't have ratings, right? Like, you know, I could have 200 people watch a night, which that's not anywhere close to my numbers. But, you know, for me, it, it doesn't really matter how many we have watching, but it's the fact that, you know, I can know going to sleep at night that I was transparent and authentic with my sure. content. Well, th- keeps we it easy. Yeah, yeah. Well, yep. well let's talk. You. Let's talk about Kalani as far as what is the most common occurrence that you've experienced, not only where you are now, the Octagon House, but other places. Well, you know, it seems that these places I go that have had severe trauma, severe, um, just very dark history. Right. A lot of these places, I've found that most of these spirits just want a voice, right? Whether that's through devices that I have or, or just trying to make their presence known. Um, a lot of them may not have had a voice when they were alive or, or may not be able to tell their story when they were alive due to whatever circumstance they had to deal with. And a lot of times 
if you go into it with the right attitude, like you're trying to give them a voice, mm-hmm. they are a lot more cooperative. They are a lot more polite. Um, I've only ever had, I guess I would say, a negative experience once, and that was that was kind of after I prodded a little bit. But um, normally, if you go in with respect, you kind of get respect on the back end. Interesting. And tell us a little bit, and we're talking to Kalani Smith. He's a ghost hunter. He's at the Octagon House in Circleville right now. He's live streaming a week there. What's the background of the house, and what's happened so far? So the house was built in 1855. So you're working with a very, very old structure to begin with. So, you know, you, you got to be aware that places this old are going to settle, and they're going to creak, and they're going to make noise. So you can't assume that everything that you hear in the house is paranormal. Um, but the house was actually originally moved from its original location in 2004 because they were building the Walmart out here in Circleville. So I actually think part of this haunting has been sprouted due to the fact that the home was moved from its original structure um, due to the fact that Walmart pretty much said you're either going to tear it down or you're going to move it. So as a preservation effort, they moved the house a couple, literally like, probably a mile or two miles away from its original spot. God, that had to but be quite like a move. Some of the some of the entities that may have lived here that may have been dormant or just not active kind of ramped up once the house was relocated from its original location. Now, uh, And you've experienced stuff so far? Yeah, so we've had some good activity. We've had, uh, obviously, different meters going off on, uh, on request. So for me, just because a piece of equipment goes off, you know, I'm not jumping up and down saying there's a ghost here, but it's whenever we can have intelligent response after I'm requesting something. Um, you know, if I'm like, okay, on the count of three, if you can make this device go off instantaneously, then I can know that you're here with us. And then all of a sudden that device that you're asking for goes off, you know, then you can kind of lean a little bit more towards, okay, maybe there's something here. Now, what I have been combating this week is just with the temperatures, electronics do not do well whenever you're looking at, you know, 23 degrees. Yeah, yeah I bet. So that's something that I've had to kind of be cognizant of and, and aware of. But um, what's the, the craziest thing I think we've had happen was the night that we got swatted, we were doing, it's called an Estes session. So one person has noise-canceling headphones on, a blindfold on, and earphones listening to what we call a spirit box which is just sweeping through um, AM and FM frequencies, but at a rate to where they can manipulate that noise to try and come through with a voice. And we're doing this like normal, and we hear they're coming. And he says it out loud, and I'm like, I don't know what you mean by that. Like, that doesn't, I don't, who's coming? And we didn't get an answer, but sure enough, less than maybe five minutes from that point, the sheriff's department is beating on the door, saying, you know, Sheriff's Department, open up. And I, I, I hit my buddy, and I'm like, hey, the cops are downstairs, which I was kind of surprised because we we actually, the property owner let the Sheriff's Department know that I was going to be here filming for a week. But my name's Kalani, so I guess they assumed because my name was Kalani that I was a female. So when they came to the house, which they knew I was here, um, they were expecting to find a female named Kalani, which I'm not a female. <laughs> well, then you um, had to prove who you were, obviously. it's 2022, Kalani. You could be. Yeah. <laughs> you could well, I, so, yeah. I mean, it's a Hawaiian name. It could yeah. go both ways. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like that's a, that's kind of a, a lapse on somebody's part. Yeah. Not having an understanding of who was coming. But 
um, once they verified my ID, they uncuffed me and everything. But, you know, it, it could have been a lot worse. And I know of a lot yeah. worse situations that have sprouted from that because, I mean, the police are responding to somebody called and said it was like an active burglary and that we were punching holes in the wall. Oh, come yeah. on. From out of state. So it's like just a very uh, stressful situation for not really a okay. good cause. Well, Kalani, I have a question for you. So Torg uh, was telling us earlier, you've just been speaking with him, about Jerome, Arizona. And let me ask you this. Old, scary properties. I'm looking at the Jerome Hotel. Grand Hotel. uh, Grand Hotel. I'm looking at the Majestic Theater or the Octagon House. You're in old, scary, dilapidated properties. They lend themselves to the haunted narrative, to people's imagination, how come no one ever goes for a haunting in a modern building? Do they not yeah. go? Is there a new Hilton somewhere where they go, oh, that fifth floor? Or <laughs> It's the never a so modern comfy. building. It's always something old, old, old. Well, and, and I think that's kind of a narrative that a lot of people have, have tried to, to push through time, right? We think anything that's abandoned haunted, right? Yeah. We think anything that has age has the ability to be haunted, right? And I just think that's just, you know, anything that's really old, just from how much history that has seen or the property has seen, it's giving it a higher okay. chance of maybe something that has happened that could cause a haunting. But just because something's old and just because something's abandoned doesn't necessarily make it haunted, right? You could you could go to a Hilton hotel that was built on land where yeah. travesty happened, right? And you, you would get activity there. But that hotel may not advertise that it's haunted or anything that has been given out because why would a modern hotel want their narrative to be we're a haunted sure, modern? For sure. Yeah. Hey, so what do you I think? Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to ask you about the Conjuring House, man. You see so many specials. Zach Baggins went there a couple months ago. Do you plan on doing something there? Yeah, I plan on going to the Conjuring House. I've done I've done a lot of of big name places, and in all honesty. Um, you know, sometimes I think people overhype in their minds that if I go to this place, I'm going to have a life-changing paranormal experience. But I've actually had better activity at places people have never heard of compared to, I call them the big box stores of paranormal <laughs> places. Wow. Well put. Um, and is that because, the, the like the Conjuring House, everybody knows, everyone expects when they go in there, they're going to feel something, uh, as opposed to, like you say, the ones that really nobody knows about. Well, and, and I think I think there's a there's a, a hint of bias when when an average person goes into a place that they're told is haunted, mm-hmm. right? So, like, if you ran an experiment today and you you had a control group of five people and you had a, an experiment group of five people and you told five people that it was haunted and you told the other five it wasn't, how many of those people are going to come out saying they had an experience if you don't tell them it's haunted? That's Good true. Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Torg, you and Christy would come out saying it's haunted. Yeah, so, so Kalani, we that's, got that's we got permission. We know the sheriff. He's a listener. And we have permission to spend a night at the Octagon House. Now, we're not ghost hunters. I lived in a haunted house at one time, so I'm a believer. From I was once a non-believer. But do you recommend us spending the night there? I would recommend us spending a night here. I mean, it's... I haven't felt anything bad by any means. I, I, I have had activity, and they've let me sleep pretty peacefully, but that's not saying much because I've slept in a lot of places. Uh, Sally House in Kansas is supposed to be this, this demon house that, that people rant and rave about how scary it is, and they get scratched. And I've slept in the living room, living room floor about four times, and 
you know, gotten a really good night's sleep. Oh, I've heard about so, that house. You the Sally about, house? Have you heard the demon house in Indianapolis that's no longer there? I've heard of, you're talking about the one that was a part of Zach Bagan? Yes. Uh, yep. Yep, I've heard of that one. I think it was Gary, Indiana. Gary, Gary Indiana. Sorry, yes, yep, it was yep, Gary. Yeah, Gary. correct. Yep. Yeah. So it, you know, I think a lot of the paranormal is 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 human. I, I call it paranoia, right? So for me, a lot of my initial jitters when I got into this field have kind of been removed. There's there's a lot less that kind of makes me get Jump. my adrenaline pumping. <laughs> um, but I think that's a, that's given me a, a little bit more clarity into am I actually having things happen in the environment. Or is my mind conjuring this stuff up? Yeah, so that begs the question then, what, in all your experiences, give us one example where it truly was kind of, whoa, what's your, uh, the quintessential experience you've ever had? So I was in Atchison, Kansas, which is the same town that the Sally House is in. Um, and I, I was in this bathroom where it was rumored a man took his life. And I, I asked the question, which normally I'm very respectful, but sometimes I kind of toe the line a little bit to try and see if it'll prompt response. And I asked if this entity would tell me why it took his own life, which I didn't get anything when I, on my recorder, but I walk out of the bathroom and it almost felt like my left arm was burning. So I roll up my sleeves and you can clearly see three distinct lines from the top of my shoulder all the way down to about my elbow. And it, it was almost like a cat scratch is what it felt like, but it felt like it was almost burning. So I, I roll my sleeve up, and I have these three lines extending from the top of my shoulder down to my elbow, and I'm just like, what is going on? Wow. Um, that's the first time and only time I've ever been physically, I guess, attacked. But um, that moment was, was pretty pretty crazy because there's not really a scientific or logical explanation for me that I could come up with because I try and debunk a lot of the stuff that happened. And it's not like you broke out in hives or you ate something, no, but it was, it was three, three distinct, distinct lines. lines. Yeah, it, it literally looked like somebody took their three fingers and just dragged them down my arm. Wow. Um, so that you... moment was pretty crazy. And then one other one I had was actually in Middletown, Ohio. Ooh, close to me. And it's this school called Post Town Elementary. Now, the history of that place, there's a few things that they believe make it haunted. But I, they have this, this room filled with dolls from all over the world because people send dolls okay. here or they'll take dolls here. So, you know, the theory is that maybe people are sending in dolls that have something attached to them or vice versa. So you never know what you're getting when you're getting items from around the world. So I take one of these dolls that, to me, just felt creepy, looked creepy, and I cram it in a locker in, in one of the the back rooms at the end of this hallway, they call mean teacher hallway because there was an old teacher that used to kind of be mean to students in this hall. So we are on the complete other side of the building and I'm screaming for this mean teacher to like come out and say, hello, I'm saying her name. And then all of a sudden we hear this loud bang and it sounded like a locker door. And mind you, the only people in the building was, was me and two other folks that, run the post town tours okay we were all standing together um and there's no other way to get up to this room other than you'd have to pass us so i knew that there wasn't anybody else in the building um so we hear this locker door slam open and sure enough 
We run back there, and the only door that had flung open was the door that I shoved that doll into. Oh. Wow. All right, final one for you, Kalani Smith. Our producer has a room full of blow-up dolls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a different kind of activity. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. One <laughs> with a happy scary. ending. Yeah, and some ectoplasm, Jerry. Um, Somebody, let's not get the UV light in there. Yeah. <laughs> Kalani, last one for you. One, do you ever cross-reference what you see? Like if you contact someone and they say their name is Phil or whatever, do you ever look back in the history to see if that matches? If there was a Phil. And then two, obviously you believe in the afterlife. Yeah, so I believe in the afterlife, and I think I think there is a line where wherever you line up with, with religion, or I think there is a line where science and religion cross. I just don't think we have the understanding to make that connecting point yet. Um, so I do believe there's an afterlife and in terms of what you guys mentioned, there's sometimes where I'll go into a location and I don't want any of the history. I won't look any of the history up. I don't want them to give me a tour. I want to go in as blind as possible and just gather data and try and take that data and find who I'm communicating with. So quick example, that same house where I got scratched in Kansas I was doing that Estes session, like I mentioned earlier, where we had somebody under headphones, and I didn't have any of the history of this place. And I had a name come through, and I had an occupation come through, and a year come through of where this entity was thought he was, right? So he told me it was 1925. He told me his name. He told me that he was an attorney and that he was working on a case. So I take this information, and I start looking through the history online of you know, yeah. who was there. Sure enough, oh. between 1916 and 1925, there was an attorney that lived there that was a district attorney that was later escalated to a judge. His name matched up exactly, and he told me he loved baseball and that he, he loved New York baseball, and sure enough, he had moved to Atchison from New York. Wow. So That's literally every box that I could, I could, I could check off was marked and we we had no idea of the history and what made it even scarier or i guess interesting for me but scary for other people was the room that we were sleeping in i rolled over that next morning and the picture that was up on the nightstand was this man and a gavel from where he lived in the home so they put it there as almost like a, a a memorabilia piece for him but that was the man that came through the night before that we found all the information on Wow, that's true. Too cool. Too cool. Hey, throw out your social media uh, tags, your name, so people can follow along with you. Yep. So I'm Kalani Ghost Hunter on everything. Um, That's K-A-L-A-N-I Ghost Hunter. And anything that's too long, it's just Kalani Ghost. If you go to KalaniGhostHunter.com, it'll have the link to everything that I do. Um, But, yeah, I've enjoyed my stay here in the Octagon House even with all of the uh, the antics that have taken place. <laughs> well, let's keep in touch right, down the yeah. road, all right, brother? Yeah, maybe maybe we can get you guys out to uh, to a haunted place or something. We'd yeah. love it. Absolutely. Well, Torg and I would. Yeah. Well, Kalani, <laughs> thanks so much, man. Thanks, have, buddy. Have a great week. Thank you. You guys have a good one. See you, bye. bye.